Hey y'all, my name is CJ Finley and this is the Thrive On Podcast. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So anyone out there that has any ideas or projects that they're working on and they don't know how to take the next step, I'd love to connect with you and help you get there. Today on the episode, we have Thomas Garensway, a local entrepreneur and videographer here in Austin, Texas. I'll let him introduce himself. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, like, like CJ said, my name's Thomas Garensway. Um, I'm a local photo and video content creator here in Austin, Texas. Um, so my mission is just to be, work with, uh, work with mission-based companies and create purpose-driven content. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I'm just passionate about being creative and this is sort of the avenue that I've, that I've taken. So we all kind of take like a, a little bit of a <coughs> different journey in our life and especially with content and social media, we kind of all interact and engage with it in a different way. How did you like first step into this world of creating content and not only for yourself, but doing it for other people? Um, so I was, you know, I was living in San Marcos a few years ago. Um, I've been out of college for a while. I went to Texas State um, and got a broadcast journalism degree and was just unhappy. I was still waiting tables, felt stuck, was doing uh, live videography for, you know, college and high school sports for television and uh, doing uh, the odd broadcasting gig as far as being color commentator um, for professional and college uh, soccer. So I was doing that, but I didn't really see a future in either of those things. With with broadcasting, a lot of it, it's kind of, I was lucky because I got my foot in the door, but I was noticing that the future wasn't looking bright because the broadcasters that are working they work till they die. Like it's such a, it's literally like such a, it's it's a easy and fun job. And once you get good at it, it's it's very repetitive and it's, it's just easy. So you just saw your future in front. I of saw my future and I was like, "There's nothing. I'm not. This is not going to happen. Or if it is, like I don't want to keep doing these like low budget. Board. Like basically, I can't make a living doing this, and I'm I'm not really happy doing it anyway. And with like the camera work side, it's literally just you're on these on a tripod with a huge ass camera panning left and right, tilting up and down. There's nothing creative about it. It's boring. It's cool sometimes because sometimes the games are good. So if you're into sports and like you like football and things like that. So pretty much you just have to be a sports lover to actually like feel. Or you just be good with what you're doing and feel like that's it. So what was like the first inkling of like, all right, I need to pivot and go into something. So it was just being unhappy. And, and just feeling unhappy with what I was doing and feeling stuck. Describe some things that, because for, for people out there, like sometimes we don't even know when we're happy or unhappy. It's like that, yeah. that weird feeling. Like when we get to being happy, we're like, should we be happy? Or like, is this really what we want? So for you, like describe some of the feelings that you might've had that it, others could relate to. It was really like feeling inadequate and feeling like I wasn't, like I've always had like this self-confidence about myself when I felt like I was, I don't want to say like meant for more, but like, I just feel like I wasn't fulfilling my potential. Like I knew I didn't want to do what I got my degree in. Like I didn't want to go into news broadcasting, which is basically the schooling that I got. I didn't want to move to Odessa or Midland and start in a small market and be a weekend anchor and all that shit. It's not what I wanted to do. So I, it was just like trying to find my path. And I had always identified as an athlete and with sports. So I thought that what I was doing would be cool and I could kind of work my way up. I guess. What you did you? What, what inspired you to get into broadcast journalism in the first? So at, at first, it was it was athlete, like it was what? a love of sports and a recognition that you know I'm a big soccer lover. I'm a big like soccer fan, and Fulham is is a, a small a small club in London. And um, 
I was noticing that when I was watching these like compilation videos of like different big games in Fulham's history, man, I would get emotional. Like I would cry. I would get teary-eyed because I was so passionate about this game and this team. And I would notice like the words of the commentators would like that was like their emotion and their raw emotion and the motion of like the game itself like made me feel emotional and I wanted to impart that on other people like I want my passion to like sort of have the same emotional response I'm almost like your own you're in your own little universe like you create your own universe you get away from all the all the noise in life and you're in this that's definitely part of it but it's also like man these this moment is so huge and this commentator is like so poetic with the words that they're using and it's just like it hits me man like I get emotional so that was kind of the inspiration of it. So I was like, well, let me do this, and then I'll, one day I'll be a famous broadcaster. You know what I mean? I'll be, for those of you soccer fans, I'll be the next Martin Tyler. You know what I mean? So, and then, yeah, then it, I started to go through it, so and I realized... you get into college, you start going through it. Did you have any internships, like, early on? That see, I was... <laughs> a big, we can get into this, too. Like, maybe not. It's going to be a long story, but I was, uh, <laughs> was, I was in a relationship, and I just wasn't focused on myself or my future. So that really held me back, you know, looking back. I didn't really focus on... Things I should have been focusing on. I knew I needed to get an internship, so I got an internship at, at Fox Seven here in okay. Austin, and uh, that was kind of the start of me feeling like, dude, I do not want to do this. Like, I definitely don't want to work in a news station. You know what I mean? Because it's just like you're in a fucking dungeon. There's no windows. <laughs> it sucks. So, so yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to be a broadcaster. I wanted to be a famous commentator. Realized sort of didn't really see a real future in it, and. Um, just to start, decided to, I was in this whole thing of, I was in this like renaissance, right? It was like a quarter life crisis where I was like thinking about, okay, like who am I really? My identity was so wrapped up in one sports my entire life, two over the last four years before I graduated college and we broke up this relationship. That was my whole identity. So I had to like refigure out just who I was in a, as a person. Like who am I? Not only just like what I want to do in my career and things like that, but like who am I as a partner? Who am I as a friend? Who am I as a son? Who am I as a human being? So all of these things were happening all at once. So on the career's end of it, I was thinking like, okay, what, what, what do I like? What do I actually like? Like, I know I love soccer. Okay, cool, that's fine. But I also am passionate about music. And I'm also passionate about film. And I'm also passionate about <laughs> photography. And I'm passionate about jujitsu and mixed martial arts. I'm passionate about all these things. And they all garner the same emotional response. I'm like, Which why? Which do you pay attention to? Not even that. What do they all have in common? So, like, what they, they're all seemingly unrelated in a way. So, it's like, what is, what is the common denominator here? And it's like, oh, well, like, they all give me an outlet to be creative, right? So, it's like, music is so incredibly creative. And I'm into, like, every single genre. Like, classical music, like lo-fi chill like hip-hop like metal and hardcore punk and all this stuff i'm so into and film like i'm so into like wes anderson and i'm into paul thomas anderson and different directors and different styles and cinematography garners the same emotional response and jujitsu i've been doing that for a year and a half a little bit more and that is incredibly creative and so all these things have given me the opportunity to be creative so i was like okay I, I, I guess I'm creative, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really know that before. So I was like, okay, well, what is, what am I good at? I don't know what I'm good at. I'm good at conversations, you know, I'm good at connecting with people. But how, so how do I bring all these things together with one, right, how do I bridge the gap between all of them? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I have a little bit of a, fil- a, a, a videography background, you know, it, it's obviously like news style, but what I did learn in college was how to tell a story. So 
you know, when you're telling a news story, you have to, you know, there's a clear beginning, middle, and end. You have to give full context and give all the facts. Um, so the creative end of it wasn't really there because you kind of just bring a tripod and a camera or over the shoulder and you're taking static shots. Yeah. So it's not like a lot of creativity involved, but it does teach you how to, how to tell a story. So I was like, okay, well, I have this video background a little bit and growing up, um, I was really into America's Next Top Model when I was little, like a, like a young teenager. How did you get into that? So my mom would Side watch bar. it. My mom would watch it. So I would be like, dude, like, and I would watch these photographers, like Nigel Barker, um, and I would watch him work with the models, and then I would see, you see all the behind the scenes. So it, it almost, sometimes it doesn't look like anything special, but then the final product was like amazing, incredibly yeah. elegant, like beautiful photography, beautifully lit, just perfect. And I, I was, for whatever reason, that really resonated with me. And I didn't really notice that until I started thinking about what I like and what I'm good at and things like that. So I was like, okay, well, I have a video background. I, I guess I do like photography, clearly. Um, let me just buy a DSLR. Like, I can get good at this and I can start making money for this. But I, I can, I can, th these are two income avenues and I can get good at both of them for free. Like, I can watch, like, YouTube is, like, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. reason I have a career. You know what I mean? Like, I learned everything I know through YouTube. So, I was like, okay, and I can just go out and do, right? Like, I can go out. The, f the first day I, I decided to do this, once I bought my camera, like, I was living on the east side of Austin. And, you know, the east side has the most character in the city, you know yeah. what I mean? So, I was like, well, let me just go. I'll start, like, a series, right? Where, like, all I do is post on Instagram of just the east side of Austin. You know what I mean? So, I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I went out and just like started shooting and just started seeing, playing with angles and figuring out how to properly expose images and then playing around with Photoshop and things like that. And I had to watch tons of tutorials. And the first time I opened Photoshop, I was like, what am I even looking at, dude? Like it was so, it's so complicated looking and intimidating because of the possibilities are endless. So that's why I started. I was like, okay, I can get good at both of these things and I can start making money eventually from both of these things and I can get good at them for free. And I can take it any which way, right? Like. Every single medium, if you love music, people love, need music videos. Like, if you love jujitsu, like, work for a gym or, or start, like, a work trade for a gym and, and take photos and video of, of jujitsu class. And, like, so, so there's just, like, every, you can hit every avenue with these two mediums. Is that why you chose what you chose? Like, videography and yeah. photography? Yeah, I mean, I have a little bit of a background. The same. Right, and I can, I can do whatever I want, you know what I mean? It, and it, it, it's all creative. So that's kind of how I got into it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and one thing that I'd like to go back on is, so you had this introspecting, like, through college after some, not traumatic when we look back on it it was traumatic in the time but when right. we look back on it it's like that was fucking stupid like, like get over right? it bro yeah, like get over <laughs> it bro like but I, I i understand and everybody out there listening can understand that at right. that point in your life those are the traumatic events quote unquote 100 percent. how do you think do you think that's an overall problem in society that that is happening too late for people where because I'm, I'm a big believer that we should be teaching kids that introspection from the get-go rather than I feel a lot of myself included and a lot of other people we get caught up in what everybody else is doing and and just like you said you're watching these shows and the sports broadcasters like oh I want to be that person rather than being like I want to be the best Thomas Garensway like do you think mm -hmm. as a society that's an issue or when you think back on it was it you personally where you grew up what do you what, do you, what is your belief on that um so yeah I, I think that Okay, this might be a little controversial because it 
Let's bring, let's hear okay, it. Okay, okay. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, this, but th- I don't want to offend anybody. This is just my own personal journey. I grew up really religious. Not really religious, like, you know, I wanted multiple wives or I don't know, nothing yeah. weird, right? But just like, <laughs> but just like I was a, I was a, a non-denominational, non-denominational Christian, you know, most of my life. And I think that I, I thought for my whole life, you know, my mom or my parents or the people that loved me, the people that surrounded me in my church, who I still like, when I go back home, I'll go to church every now and then. Yeah. I'll see those people because yeah, of course. they're great people, man. Yeah. Like, I grew up with these people and they, and they really do care about me. Yeah. Um, but so I grew up being told and thinking that I was special and that, quote unquote, God had a plan for me. Right. God's so, plan. Right. right. So exactly. <laughs> so like the way that I interpreted it, and I'll take uh, obviously a hundred percent of like the responsibility here. The way that I interpreted that was just like instead of sort of taking the time to get to know myself and figure out a path and carve a path for myself, I really figured or thought that you know God has a plan. You know He'll He'll make the path apparent to me and opportunities will fall in my lap and I'll have to just take advantage of them and I I don't know just like a weird way of thinking you know what I mean so I started to sort of deconstruct that thinking and I started to like get away from religion and start to take 100% responsibility and not think that some higher power is going to just put something in my lap right like I'm not special and I'm no special more special than anybody else and everything that happens is up to me like I have to create the 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 uh, the opportunities I have to take advantage of those opportunities I have to put in the work I have to figure out who I am and what I'm good at I have to, it's all up to me there's no one else shit. here you know what I mean I have I'm, I'm lucky that I have an amazing support system like my parents and my family like man a lot of people don't even have that so I'm lucky I have that right but Ultimately, it just comes down to me and me alone, and that's it. And, like, I just have to take 100% ownership of every single part of my life and the way that I'm thinking. So that there was, like, a disconnect where I thought I was just... Things were just going to happen, and I'll just, yeah. like, have to recognize them. But it, it's just it just wasn't that for me. I think what you're going into... So it doesn't just have to be God or religion or anything. I right. think a lot of people have a crutch which they just have this blind faith and that's something like whether it's your parents like your parents played for your college or whatever it may be like there's things given to you in your life so you just like, you start to expect things like oh it'll work out yeah it'll just yeah. work out right and then you, you <laughs> right. see other friends where it's just working out for them right. and then especially in this social media based world like you see these people that are blowing up and you're like oh it's just working out for them that's what it is yeah and a lot of people fall on that train of like no like they need to hear the truth and like it didn't just work out for them behind yeah. the scenes they're working extremely hard they're taking complete ownership they're staying up late waking up early doing things they don't necessarily want to do to get to where they want to be so i think what you what you raise doesn't necessarily have to be put into the religion that was your right honestly, that's just my journey that's 100%. your journey but yep. for a lot of people's journey that is a, a staple there is something there that was holding them back and and i felt the same way um, I didn't really know myself and things of that nature. I thought things. I thought I'd get an engineering degree and, and things would just pan out, right? Yeah. Like, and then you, I got into the corporate world and I was like, what the fuck? There's no way I could spend just like you. There's no way I could spend 40 years doing this. Yeah. And then I, I think back at myself like, I kind of knew this five years ago, but I wasn't 
I was like, oh, like it's just gonna work out. We're all gonna go to college. It's all warm and bubbles yeah. and shit like that. So that 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 really hits home. But what I love to dig deep into is your introspection led to action, and yeah. then action leads to momentum. And I feel a lot of people out there they're afraid to take that initial action and then they never feel what it's like to have that initial momentum. Mm -hmm. So for you, like, I want to tell people out there, like, Thomas, like, just started, like, a fucking year ago and he's crushing it and he picked up a camera, he came out into the community and he'll tell you, like, he probably wasn't that great and he's still not not even close to where he wants to be, but he just started. So Mm -hmm. my question would be, how can somebody else out there turn that initial introspection into a first step or an action so for you how did that how did that start so you said you were in the east side or whatever but do you remember a vivid moment or a vivid like call to action to yourself of i just got to do this so yeah it goes back to what i was saying before is like i can just do this and get good for free i don't need to go back to school it's it's all on me and i have the control and so i'm just gonna go do it so i think that part that step was almost the easy step right because so there's I mean, no there's, pressure because you're like, I'm doing it for free. Right, exactly. So that was the easy step. And I think that I started to gain momentum just because, one, it was fun. Two, I was getting positive feedback on social media. That was really nice. I was like, okay, maybe I am good at this. You know, I feel like I was, you know, the framing was right. And obviously I look back at my, especially photos of people that I took. And I was like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> but That's all I didn't understand color her. science yeah. or anything, right? But my framing was on point, you know, the composition was correct for the most part, you know, things like that. So I started to sort of gain momentum and feel like I started just from good feedback from other people, which I think is important. Um, feel like, okay, I'm not perfect, but I'm getting better and I think I'm good at this. So the, the first step of just getting a camera and starting to take photos and take videos is like the easy part. It's a hard decision, but it's, it's easy ultimately. The hardest part, and it, was, it didn't even turn out to be hard, but I feel like it'd be hard for other people, was to actually step out of a consistent income. Even for me, it wasn't even that much. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was a consistent income of like waiting tables or working at a coffee shop um, to just- a safety net. A safety net, step out of that safety net, whatever it may be, however, <laughs> however small that safety net is. And to just focus on what I'm, what I'm, what my future is going to be, right? So for me, the pivotal point was I was I was waiting tables still, and I was taking, and I was doing, you know, that the videography work for sports and stuff like that. And then I stopped waiting tables because I was like, well, I'm making enough from this broadcasting and videography stuff. I was making decent money, and I can just do that. Like I'm done waiting tables. I was very much over doing that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm making enough money doing this, so I'll just do the video sports stuff for production companies and then do photos and video on the side and just make whatever I can from that, right? And just continue to get better. But then that other, the sports stuff started to kind of dry out and I was, I was fucking scared, right? So I went back to, I worked at a coffee shop and then I ended up working at a gym. And there was this moment at the gym, uh, I was folding towels <laughs> and, which is fine, right? Like. It's, it's okay to work the front desk at a gym, and it's a great gym, but I was folding towels, and I just had this moment of like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing? Every moment that you're spending away from focusing on your future and getting better at what you intend to do with your life is a moment wasted. So right now, I could be 
on YouTube. I could be out taking photos. I could be working on my editing skills. I could be working on formulating a style. I can be working on on understanding, you know, focal lengths with, with, with videography and, and why different focal lengths are being used to garner a specific emotion in cinematography. And I could be learning all this shit and setting myself up for my future, but instead I'm here folding towels. Why? Because the $10 an hour is like the little bit of consistency that I can <laughs> hang on to. Like, dude, fuck this, man. You're better off making zero and going after something. I mean, it's hard because, because it's, it's hard to tell people to do that. Because it's not financially smart. Like, it was a terrible decision. You know, it's, like, not good if you're thinking about just money, right? I, I didn't have a lot of money. And, but I just, there's just feeling inside of me that I just, I just can't do this anymore. And it's, like, I'm not going to do anything. And it's something that I'm still working on, that I'm still working on making those decisions of just not doing things that I don't want to do. Because they legitimately make me feel like an unbearable, like, not in my yeah, stomach and then you get anxious and you get exactly and you get oh annoyed, man and then you don't show up as much as you're correct supposed to and then it's just it, a it snowball work effect. and then if it affects your work it affects your long-term pay 100 percent. and that's a, i think that that brings up a huge topic of a lot of people don't play the long game and that i think that stems from introspection of you know what this is going to be painful right now yep but i can take this little pain so that i avoid a huge surgery later on down the line so right. for instance like we're, we're both in the health and wellness space and we interact with a lot of people in the health and wellness space it's like preventative maintenance like what you're doing right now is you're getting better every single day and it's pre preventing you from going and doing other things that they might pay you a little bit more now but in mm -hmm. the long run you're not going to get paid or make a living doing what you love unless you do that like preventative maintenance every single day like you're in the gym every single day right and by gym for him i mean he's taking shots every day he's doing video every day every person has their has their gym but what was that transition for you so i still remember when you got quote unquote fired or let go or whatever so that happened at a, co at a coffee shop. shop and then i started working <laughs> at the gym yeah, and then and then I just quit the gym. And then, so what was your immediate like when you're when you immediately quit? Because I remember I quit my job and let go of everything January second, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I so I, I relate to that feeling, but I'd love to hear more about. So the day you are just like fuck this, I'm not doing it. What was your immediate like next week or next month that you planned out? Was it completely wrong, or did you completely? Uh, plan this shit out XYZ I'm gonna do this I'm gonna meet with this person what was it like so the immediate thing was I talked to the gym owner and set up a deal where I had like a little bit of like a consistent retainer with him of like a little bit of money to create a little bit of content and I was like okay well at least I know I'm gonna have this little nugget it's not even enough to pay my bills but it's a little nugget that I can build from so from there it was just like fuck like stress <laughs> fear and I was just thinking about like what can I do to make money like I don't I was making a little bit of money I'd already had my first paid gig I'm pretty sure and that was with uh, this global company called Accenture and I was do I did some photography for them at, at uh, the Moody Theater Accenture Consulting Accenture yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I shot some photography for them for a party that they had at the Moody Theater like their Christmas party that's funny that was my first paid gig and uh, so I think what did it feel like Oh, I was terrified. You terrified? Oh, definitely imposter syndrome. <laughs> like, 100%. I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then, like, I didn't even know, but they had a live band there. I'd never done live band photography. Like, I didn't know <laughs> what the fuck. I, I had, like, a 50 millimeter, the same one I have right now, 
for you photographers out there, I just had a like the newer version of the Nifty Fifty, and I was just like just shooting. I, I didn't know what to do. I was just like trying to get smiling faces. You know, I actually got some cool shots. That I'm still proud of um, of the band, uh, but I was I was terrified. I was terrified. I think I got paid like 400 bucks. I was there for like six hours. And <laughs> I don't even know. I think I just got paid fifty bucks an hour. Was or there feedback or anything from there? No, like, what man. The, the man. It was it was awesome because the actual uh, ladies. There was two ladies that I was working with, and they were both drunk. They didn't care. They started dancing with me. So like, it was no pressure, man. It was it was actually a pretty good gig. So you walk into it terrified, and then I leave like, like oh, that was actually pretty day. fun. You know? <laughs> not too bad. So then you're on that high, and then what did that transition into? I, you know, it's hard to say specifically, but I think, you know, luckily I I ended up getting to know you, and I ended up getting to know Izzy, and I owe you and those guys and the, the community that we've all been a part of. Because a lot of my work has just been through that word of mouth. And people like you or people like Shay or whoever been like, hey, yeah, I know a guy who takes photos. Like, go and talk to him. Or even just other random people yeah. that may not even be, like, close friends of mine, but they know that I do work and they follow me on Instagram. And, like, they like it, so they recommend me to other people. Or So a lot of it, I think a lot of creatives get their get their work from, like, word of mouth and the community that, that they create around them, themselves. And I think that's a... That's and then that's just how you build credibility and then, like... If you do great work and people resonate with it, people will continue to want to refer you and continue to want yep, to work with 100%. you. 100%. And that's what I think is a lost sentiment in when you're trying to start things. A lot of people think they're alone. Like, you felt very alone. Like, yeah. when I'm hearing your story, you're, like, terrified I'm walking into this. Yeah. What you start realizing is, like, you're a fucking solid guy. You're genuine. You're authentic. You know how to talk to people. That's truly what your business is. Like yeah. videography or photography or whatever project you're working on, man, there's a dime a dozen. A dime a dozen people do all that. A dime a dozen people podcast just right. like I do. A dime a dozen people are entrepreneurs, whatever it may be. But what really separates you from anybody else is being you yeah. and having that inter introspective. Of like, what am I good at? What do I bring that's extra to that table? And that's where I applaud you for you've always been super sharp on time all those things that you want from a business partner now the thing is our businesses can always get better you can always get yeah. better at videography you can always get better at photography i can always get better at what i'm trying to do but you can't teach people those small things that you right. already have so going into that i want to remind people that like one like it's all about the small things it's all about who you are as a person and having that introspection and and being kind and genuine and authentic but then realizing that you can always get better at your craft so what are you doing currently to hone in on what your work is and where you want to go and give a little story telling for the future of like where where do you want to go with your life and you started at this position of pain of fear of stress and then you start working through it and you start having a community and then you're starting to get more consistent work but what does your future look like so man it's it's like you said before i'm I only I've only been doing this full time for a year, a little over, maybe a little bit over a year. I bought my cam I bought my camera, so literally almost knowing nothing, March of 2017. So March of 2019, I've only had my camera for two years. So I'm still like super green. Um, I stand behind the work that I do for sure, and I'm proud of it. But man, like I still have so much to improve on. So I think a lot of it is just figuring out ways because like when you're an independent creator you go through ups and downs like it works not always going to be consistent so on the getting better side of things i'm still trying to <laughs> i'm still utilizing youtube 
I'm still watching the creators that like give me value, like people like Daniel Schiffer or like Pix Imperfect, um, or a lot of people know Peter McKinnon, uh, Maddie Hapoya, just these creators that provide me a lot of value and help me rethink things in different ways, whether it's business-wise or creat- creativity-wise. And I've been thinking a lot about something that you actually make me think about is where am I taking things? Like I'm only a year in and I've had some really great opportunities, but like, obviously I want to keep advancing, but what does advancing look like? Yeah. Right. Like what is, what does that look like? I have no clue. And I think a lot of people, uh, push or maybe not push, but you know, the standard business models right now are to keep or to first like to scale and then like expand at scale, right? So like Jeff Bezos owns Amazon. I mean, owns Amazon, owns Whole Foods, owns all these huge businesses, and literally like what his job is to is to continue to make money for his like his investors and things like that, right? Yeah. Like to continue to get bigger. You made a billion dollars last year, bitch. You better make two billion next yeah. year, or you're you're out, right? Yeah. So for me, that seems like fucking chaos. Like I can't think that way. And I've been thinking about like, okay, what am I doing? Am I actually building, am I building a production company that, you know, ultimately I'm going to end up taking myself out and focus more on the business end of things and managing people and managing accounts? Or, I I, I mean, I've thought about that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to stop creating, you know? I don't want to have to like worry about this fucking business and like all the moving parts. It's stressful. And it's it's stressful and I just like... (laughs) I was like not into that. Like yeah. If I was into that, I would have gone to business school and, and done all that shit. Yeah. I'm not. So, you know, I was listening to um, Matt Diavella's podcast and he was, I can't remember the guest. I wish I could recommend it to you guys. I will recommend Matt Diavella's podcast though. Like, holy shit, man. He's, him and the guest he's, he has has really helped clarify thoughts for me. So one of those things was they had, he had this guest on and the guy and his wife had just started a business and what they were thinking about and what they, the conversation they had to have was, okay, what lifestyle do we want to live? What kind of lifestyle do we want to live? How much money do we need to make in order to live that lifestyle? And how much work do we need to do to make that money to live that lifestyle? It's an awesome reverse What is tactic. enough? Yeah. So they figured out what was enough. Okay, we want to live this lifestyle. They set parameters. And then they're like, okay, we need to make X amount of money per year to do that, to do this. No more, no less. How much work does that equal? Well, it equals this much work. And that's all we're doing. We're not scaling crazy. We're not doing any less than that. We're only doing what is enough for us. So I was like, fuck, like, and that that helped me realize that's literally how I've, my mind works generally. Like when I was in high school and they tell you to write 10 pages on X subject, I'm like, I can get this in in a page and a half and without all that fluff. Yeah. Just what is enough? It gets the point across, you know? So. I've always thought that and like when I think about like when I was younger and I would think about my future I was like man I don't like having a billion dollars seems like a lot like I don't need a huge mansion more, money, more stress that's what I, I don't need a huge mansion because then you have to buy furniture to go all in yeah. and you have to upkeep that and then you have to hire people to upkeep it because it's too much and then if people have like people like Johnny Depp have multiple houses all over the world and wine cellars and shit like think about the upkeep of all that shit like I don't want that I just want enough I, and I and I it's up to me to define that yeah so with what I'm thinking about is like, okay, I just want ultimately what I want my business model to be is to, uh, at the moment, this is my goal right now. I want two clients, only two clients, and they have to be, they have to be businesses and people that I can stand behind 
that I can attach my name to that I'm proud to be affiliated with that are on a mission for something the better for a positive mission it yeah. could be anything right um, so two clients that are mission based that I can att- that I feel proud to attach my name to and create content for and tell their story I want two to three K each from both of them and I sort of realized through my work I can get so if I want 3K, I've noticed that I can, I can do $1,500 worth of work in three days. Yeah. So that means it only takes six days for me to do 3K work, right? So if I have two clients, I'm getting 6K worth of work done in two weeks. That leaves me so much free time in a month to travel, to reinvest in my business, to save for my future. That 6K a month as a single person with little overhead, I don't have kids, I don't have a wife, I don't have a girlfriend. It, I, I can just focus on me and my yeah. business and my future. That 6K a month, 72K a year is fucking more than enough for a simple person like me. Like, I like simplicity and I like minimalism. So that is enough for me. And I'll be happy because then I don't have to think about all these different clients that I'm having to work with and worrying about all these different styles and feels that they want and getting their this person's brand right and that person's brand right and they're all kind of different. I can just focus on two that I know their style, I know what their story is, I know that their message is valuable, I know that they're adding value to not only me, but to the public at large. And I just have to worry about this. And I only have to really worry about it for half the month. So, and then the rest, I can just do whatever I want. I can live, I, I'll literally have financial you can freedom. Live. And live. I can live. Live. If I wanna, yeah, exactly. You if can I wanna, thrive. I can, yeah, yeah, thrive, <laughs> exactly. But, so that's kind of what I've boiled everything down to. So now it's like, okay, I'm working on like, how do I make this happen? Like, I know what I want. I have this goal. I mean, you're, you're doing the first step. You, you're asking the world. Right. You, yeah. You thought about it. You asked the world of it. And then you start slowly and it allows you to say no to things. And that's where. Oh, that's another thing, man. Only doing things that I want to do. Because yep. like kind of kind of what you said before, like you, I don't want to take things because they're good money. I want like, I want to like stay on brand in a way, yeah. my own brand, like things like conferences and things like corporate events pay a lot. Yeah. But god damn are they mind-numbingly boring yep like dude i i've done them and i'm there and i'm like i want to die right now like <laughs> i want to be anywhere else on earth even but worth here. this money yeah right and it's just like literally i have to remind myself like eight hundred dollars eight hundred dollars thousand dollars i'm getting five hundred dollars and then you're thinking to yourself like for me is like man fuck it's only eight hundred dollars like, yeah like like we, i'd we rather be making four hundred dollars doing something i'm passionate about yep you know Same. so saying no to things staying like staying on brand for myself <laughs> it really all comes back to to like just like mental health and feeling happy and feeling fulfilled so the awesome part of this whole conversation that i take a lot away from is seeing you go from I mean, just one year ago, not knowing what the hell you're doing, where you're going, who you're going with, to now you kind of have who you're with, why you're going where you want to go, and what it is you actually want to do, and what do you yeah. want to stick to, what lane. That's really, really cool to see, but it's also for every, everyone out there, like it started again with introspection, action, he built that momentum, and like you pretty much gave up one year of your life to just fucking go for it, and now the rest of your life is set up. So right. it's like, it doesn't take as much time as people think, it takes a lot of micro time where you're like sitting there in your thoughts and thinking, mm-hmm. but over the macro, like what is one year of your life? So the, the last thing I want to get into, cause we have to wrap up is like, 
What is one takeaway from this whole year that you've had that you would love to tell somebody else? Like, if there's someone else out there that is trying to be more introspective right now, like what is one takeaway that they could, you could give them so that they could be in your shoes one year from today when they're starting today? So I would say, it depends, right? Because my journey of introspection, which is continually, right? Like I'm not a finished product. I won't be until I die, right? But I think, so on the, on the business end of things, we'll start business and then we'll start personal or then we'll do personal end. On the business end, the way I looked at it is like, what am I passionate about? What do all those things, if it's multiple things, what do they all have in common? What am I good at? And how can I make myself be involved in this thing? Like, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? How do I merge the two? So that's kind of where I, where I came at it there. And then it's just like, on the personal end, it was like, and they both kind of go hand in hand in a way. Just, you have to like, be honest with yourself. And it's hard to have realizations about yourself that you're like, shit, you know, like on a personal level, you know, I've, you know this because you're one of my best friends, but I'm, I'm, I recently had a breakup and I, I started journaling because I, I've, a lot of people have been telling me that it's beneficial to get your thoughts on paper. So I started doing that and I had this epiphany and it has been productive. I had this epiphany of just like, dude, you're not for everybody, man. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how great you are or how great you think you are <laughs> or how great other pe- people tell you, like, say that you are. Like, you just aren't for everybody and you just have to accept that. So those hard conversations are necessary though. So you have to have those hard, honest conversations with yourself in order to get to that next version of yourself, that better version of yourself. So hard conversations with yourself, really deep dive into who you are as as a person, what makes you happy. Um, And then just, I would say as as cliche as it sounds, and it does sound cliche and it is cliche, but when you find that that thing or those things maybe it's more than one just keep fucking doing it just keep going like it's gonna be hard yeah and and i don't even want to say never give up because it sounds so bad (laughs) but just literally just keep going just keep doing it like as long as you continue to strive to get better at it and refocus and rethink things like see what works see what doesn't work double down on what works get rid of the shit that doesn't work and makes you unhappy and just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep iterating and keep like it will work out like it might take so philip edsel is a a really high profile photographer here super talented guy look up to him just as a photographer and creator but he has a morning thought instagram story every morning and it goes perfectly with this conversation because it, it was like what if i told you that the path if you take like I don't know, I wish, what, what you're doing right now is going to take you five to ten years to not only gain momentum, but get to where you, like, quote-unquote, want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take you that long of hustling and struggling, and, like, it's going to be painful, and it's going to suck, but it's also going to be rewarding. It's going to take that time in order to get from where you are now to where you eventually want to be. So, for me, I was like, I've, I've made myself comfortable with being uncomfortable, over the last year and a half, two years. So I'm okay with continuing to suffer. You know, that this last yeah. year, this last year, man, like I was going from like the beginning of the month, 
like or like you know when you pay rent on the first yeah, like yeah. literally almost going down to zero in terms of money and f- pulling my hair out freaking out about how the fuck am I going to make money this month so I can pay my rent you know what I mean like how am I going to do it I don't know I have nothing set up for this month you know it's, it's, it's April 1st uh, 2018 I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do the rest of the month to make the $1,200 or whatever that I, that I need in order to have some sort of life and pay my bills yeah. and you know what I mean like not go down to negative you know what I mean so it's it's suffering and it sucks and it's I'm dude I'm still I'm in it right now yeah, like yeah. I'm a year into full time I'm still in it like I'm not bro I'm three years in and I'm, I'm still there <laughs> it's just like I'm still stressed and I still have to like figure things out and I still yeah, I'm not a success story yet you know what I mean I'm not I'm nowhere near well it depends on how you define success right right but to me I I feel that you have succeeded in what is really important in life and that's being a good person and a good human being and, and understanding that's always that number one. nothing is going to be perfect. So I just want to thank you for, for joining me here today and then for anybody out there who is listening and listening to this whole thing, we want to thank you and then if you need any photography or videography work, please reach out to Thomas. He's a super good guy and he'd love to connect with you. Thank you guys. Have a happy Thursday and let's kick some ass. Thanks guys. Peace.